Queer Money Bingo is coming live to Denver, Colorado on Thursday, June 13th at the downtown Capital One Cafe. To sign up for your door prizes, pride sunglasses, free coffee, more swag, fun, and games, go to queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour. John, what's wrong? I'm stressed. About what? My money. Well, you seem to have a lot of things. I would think that would make you happy. Hmm. No. <laughs> have you ever wondered if maybe you're not happy because your spending and your values don't align? Hmm. I never thought of that. How do I do that? Listen to Queer Money episode 426 with our special guest, Adam Davis of Capital One, who shares how we can align them, plus manage our self-care in our ongoing financial well-being series. All right, let's get on with the show then. You're listening to the Queer Money Podcast, personal finance with a rainbow twist. Queer Money is dedicated to financial independence, financial well-being, investing knowledge, and the intersection of all things money as an LGBTQ person. Queer Money is made possible by Capital One. Capital One believes that financial well-being includes your mental, physical, and financial health. Check out CapitalOne.com today. But before we start this episode, we want to give a special shout out to the amazing city of Chicago for being the leading city for downloads of the Queer Money Podcast for the last four months straight. Awesome. Thank you, Chicago. We appreciate it. And we'd also like to give a shout out to John in Kirkland, Washington. John recently gave us a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts, and here is what John said. David and John are clearly enthusiastic about the subject of personal finance. I appreciate their personal stories about overcoming the financial pitfalls of living to impress others, as well because of their efforts to include other voices from the queer community. I'm gay, but I've shared episodes with straight friends too. Thanks, John. We appreciate it. Absolutely. That's nice. Thank you, John. Welcome, Adam Davis, to the Queer Money Podcast. We're excited to have you. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. And as always, we tell our audience all the time, but we'd like to say it to as many Capital One people as we can face to face. Thank you for your continued sponsorship of the podcast. Capital One is the only reason this, the oldest show on LGBTQ finance is still in existence. So thank you very much for that. Of course, it's our pleasure. It's great work. Thank you. So we're going to dive into aligning your spending with your values today. So just for setting a baseline for our audience and for us, what does it mean to align your spending with our your values? Yeah, your values are really what is most important to you. So it's taking stock and taking a step back and trying to figure out, okay, these are the things that matter. And then getting an understanding of like, okay, I have so much money that I'm spending on on different things. Is it really going to the things that matter most to you or not? And from a company perspective, like a Capital One, we also have values and those align with our mission to change banking for good. And so our goal is like every day and everything that we are doing, that we are trying to make sure that we are allowing affordable access to the best products to our customers and and our experiences. So it's when those two things come together where, you know, as a consumer, you know, the things that matter And as a bank, we know the things, you know, that matter to us that hopefully align with that, that we can kind of create the magic. Actually, that that's where I think the secret sauce is so often, especially in our consumer society, like we're seeing all this like marketing and promotion of all these things and stuff that we are being told that we need. And then so often, like you look back at your, your, your expenses and you're like, wow, I didn't 
really enjoy that as much as it costs me. <laughs> and then you don't get the satisfaction out of your, your transactions that you would if you knew what was most important to you and you spent accordingly. Yeah, that's right. And, and a lot of people don't take the time to take a step back and think about it because, you know, life's going on. It's crazy. You know, you're, 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 you're just trying to keep up and, and, and taking the time to be able to reflect is important. And, and let's give, give a couple examples. Like, let's say that you are somebody where you value wanting to have a really good time in retirement and to be set up well for retirement. And that matters to you way more than how you live today. And then maybe there's somebody else where you're in a place where what really matters to you is enjoying life and being able to reward the things that that, that you were doing. Like the trade-offs that you would make around how you are spending your money could be incredibly different. If you're trying to focus on having a retirement later that you can really relax when you're done working, you're going to likely buy that used car, not the, not a new car if you're in the in the market for that. You know, you're going to be able to look at a lot of choices and see if you can be more minimalistic now because you know your end goal. But if you're in the place where you're like, hey, like I really want to enjoy stuff now. I don't want to extend beyond my means, but I like I want to be able to have some of those, you know, important pleasures that are that are out there. Like you're going to look at your money and you're going to say like, hey, did I did I go celebrate that thing that went really well and and I'm okay if I maybe have a little bit less money and in, in a different spot. So do you think that aligning your spending and your values is something that happens by accident or naturally, or do you think that we need to be more intentional about it? I think that some of it will happen accidentally, but what happens is when you get into a place where you're not intentional, you're not going to be able to optimize kind of where you ultimately want to be, right? Like if you enjoy something, you know, it's important to you, you're probably already doing more of that and you're going to spend. But if you're not looking back and saying like, what is my whole picture of where I'm spending my money? You might realize you have a significant amount of money going to things that you don't care about as much. And, and then that's an opportunity to be able to, depending on your values, like, oh, maybe I could save that money. Maybe I could actually spend more on the things that I like a lot. And, and, and if you don't have a view into what that picture looks like, it's hard for you to make that choice. And if you don't know what's important to you, then how do you even look at that view and, and be able to put those things you know, together? Exactly. This is why I love that exercise that Jean Chatsky shared with us last year on the Career Money Podcast when she came on to promote her, her latest book. And that was to go back through all of your expenses over the last couple of months and then grade that expense on sort of a happiness scale of you know, one through five. How happy in hindsight does th that transaction make you feel? And that'll help you figure out what your values are versus where you're spending your money that's actually not providing you with the ROI that you're you're, you're hoping it would give you. That's right. And it's also a great opportunity for you to figure out if you're spending, you know, if there's places where the act of banking is costing you more money than it otherwise would. Like, so at Capital One, like one of our key focuses, again, is like, how do we create the best, like affordable, easy, you know, to use products? Like we don't want to have the fees, you know, we, we have our 360 checking product with no overdraft fees. We have our 360 performance savings that has, you know, competitive interest rates. And so if you're able to find, you know, products that allow you to keep money, more money for yourself so that you can kind of put it towards the things that, that value. Like, again, that's just another level of that optimization of the, hey, how do I even have more things aligned towards what matters? 
Absolutely. So is that what money values are when we say that we have that we, we all have our own val- regular values, right? We value family, we value community, we value safety and security, but wine, we value wine. We, yeah, I think <laughs> if you look at our budget, we value wine. What does it mean to have money values then? Yeah, I mean, they're not completely distinct. You really would want to start with the values that you just talked about. You know, take wine as an example if you want, you know, as you know, something that's important to you. But but where it intersects is some of the things that are really important to you don't actually cost money, right? Like if something that's really important to you is time with family. Maybe that costs money for some activities you're doing, but you know, that doesn't necessarily have to have a large expense. Some of the things like wine cost money. The money values is that intersection of like, start what's really important to you in the first place and figure out which of those things cost you money and then figure out how you're allocating that different amount as you get through. And look, everybody's in a different situation and that situation can evolve. Sometimes you have discretionary income. Sometimes, you know, you're in a place where you're just trying to get by paycheck to paycheck. And as you're walking through that, like having visibility online into what you're spending and then being able to go back to your values to say like, Hey, when I, when I do have that extra money, here's where I want to spend it. When I don't, let's make sure I can cover the things I need to. Yeah, but I think the secret in there for that's so hard for many of us, and we fall prey to this even today, is 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 being conscious about that, assessing what it is that you're doing when you're actually in the moment. Like last night we went out for tacos. It was Taco Tuesday, it was a discount, supposed to be cheaper. And then we didn't really pay attention to exactly what the margaritas were going to cost. And when we got the bill, we were like shocked. Oopsie. <laughs> like, and those margaritas weren't really even that good. <laughs> but there's a, there's a level of intention that you have to be put into your your everyday decision making and sp- specifically your transactions when it comes to your finances and, and 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 being aware of what it is you're engaging with and and how that's providing you value if at all. Right. I also appreciate that you bring up this idea of of looking at our values and then asking how can we do that in a cost effective manner because the reality is is that we it's very easy to get lured into well, the only way that we can have fun as a family is to spend $600 on a ski trip or to go out to a $200 dinner or to, you know, whatever the the whole, there's a whole list of things to do, but there are so many options out there where we can have that family fun enjoyment and not spend as much money. And actually I would say that it, to some degree, there are certain activities that are on the cheaper side that actually end up being more fun because you're actually spending more time with the people that you love. Yeah, that's right. It's about the experiences. And and, and to your point, like you don't have to always put put money into that. And and I think there's so even the things that that do cost money, there's always trade-offs around the how much you're you're going to spend. You know, am I going to get one drink or two drinks if I'm out to dinner? But to, to that intentionality, you know, it's a good practice to think about like every month, for example, like I'm going to look at my credit card statement. I'm going to look at my bank statement. I'm going to look at that online through the, you know, you know, the tools like Capital One has to be able to, to do that and, and just categorize like, hey, here's, here's where I spent my money. Does that surprise you? If it does surprise you that you that you did it, that probably means that there's something that's misaligned with kind of where you thought you should be spending your money. And that, that leads back to your values. 
So let's dive into that. When you say, look at my Capital One bank statement, sometimes that's a stressful time. <laughs> like, like, I, I, I kind of have an idea that I was a little bit spendy last month. So, you know, and, and money can evoke a lot of negative emotions for people already anyway, right? So we're all, a lot of us are bringing a lot of baggage from childhood into our adulthood when it comes to finances. So how can we think and, and, and talk about money in such a way as to, so as to reduce our stress and maybe even increase my confidence with Especially my money. if you have to involve someone else in that discussion. Right. It's not just one of you. <laughs> yeah, right. It can be such a stressor as you go through. And that's where, as I mentioned before, like if you can find products and services that allow the money to work for you a little bit harder, like that's the first way to reduce the stress because you at least know that you have more of your money that you can spend on the things that you either have to spend it on or that you need to. But what I think... When, when you think about the connection between the values and how you speak about money with this, let's let's use the example you just did of the like you could do a two hundred dollar dinner, you know, or you could spend time with your family. A, a analogous version of that is a friend wants to catch up with you and they want to go to this really expensive restaurant, you know, to catch up, and you're afraid to be able to say like I can't afford that or I don't want to like spend the money on that. And right now you don't really have a framework to have that conversation. It's either like, hey, I'm just not going to go because I'm not going to do it or I'm going to feel embarrassed because like, I'm going to say that I, I can't do that. If part of your values are like you're spending your money somewhere else and you have a reason to do that, you can now approach that conversation with the, hey, I'd love to get together with you. You know, Right now, as I'm thinking about where I want to spend my money, like I'm focused on these things. Like I'd love to go do it somewhere else, like if that's okay with you. And it helps bridge the the, the conversation and in, in, in a way that it's not just about the like, I don't want to spend the money. Like, no, here's what's important to me. And maybe that doesn't align with what's important to someone else. But one thing we have to remember is that no two people are like, people have different values in terms of in general, and people have different values in terms terms of their money. And so just because one person has more money than the other or or value something differently, like the values can just be that bridge to, to, to be able to have that conversation in a, in a trustworthy way. Yeah. I love that you say that because you know we're new to Toledo, Ohio. And we're, so we're trying to make friends and some newer friends of ours invited us to do something a couple of weeks ago. And we got back to them and said, you know, you know, thanks for the in- invite. This is not really aligned with our, our values right now. And it's a little bit outside of our, our budget for this type of an expense. We're trying to acquire some more real estate. So we're, we're going to decline this particular invitation, but you know, keep us in mind for another one and let's get together in a couple of weeks. And the response back was, you guys are so focused on your goals. My partner and I have to start talking to you more. <laughs> Younger me would have been a little bit like scared going into that and saying, you know, David and I are more focused on this rather than that. But the older me was a little more confident and it came back in such a positive way. The guy's like, we need to do that too. So the next time we get together, we're going to talk about investing in, and in real estate investing specifically. So it sounds scary to people, but it actually in actuality is is I think people want to hear that message, especially in their in today's culture, because as we're seeing all the numbers that are coming out, credit card balances are going up, credit scores are going down. Everybody's kind of, I think, a little bit feeling a little bit anxious about their particular finances and the economy overall. So when somebody comes in and says, This isn't aligned with our financial values or or our goals, that's like a breath of fresh air, I think, to people. Right. And you bring up a good point that being prepared to have those kinds of conversations, right? So do you have already have an idea of somewhere, an alternative place that you would suggest going? Say that you you have your own list of these are places I'd love to go to. They align more with my, my financial values right now. Would one of those be okay? And I think more often than not, when we 
extend an invitation to folks or accept an invitation and we don't have any intention behind it, we gravitate towards places where we just feel good being at. And those sometimes are the more expensive places. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. So I think a great way to figure out what your values are and to be able to be prepared in a proactive way to have those kinds of conversations when somebody throws an idea out at you is to sort of figure out what your values are. And that is maybe through the Capital One Money and Life program that David and I have taken several times that we highly recommend other people take. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, the Capital One Money Life program is great. It really starts with that broad view of what are your goals in life and then starts to connect to that. What are your different financial steps that you're going to take to be able to help you towards those goals? So you have a mentoring session one-on-one with a coach that will help you if you haven't spent as much time thinking about that. Go through the process to help think and find what those goals are that are important. But then more importantly, on the other side of that is then saying, what steps can you take and how do you practice and how do you get to the place that you can start to be successful in in achieving that? And so it's a it's a great opportunity to really just be able to take that step back, think through the values and do it on a one-on-one, no pressure way that's completely free, really just meant to help you be able to think through this. And I think one of the things that John and I loved about this when we did it, and folks, for those of you who are listening, we get the question that we get from a lot of you is how do I get on the same page financially with my partner? This is a great place to start. We always encourage people to start talking about what's important to you, where you see your hopes and dreams, the stuff that's not money specifically related. And that's the nice thing about your program is it doesn't have anything to do with numbers. It has more to do with what you value and where you see your life going. Yeah, absolutely. That's the most important place to to start. And, and we wouldn't be doing anybody's service if we were starting from anywhere else. Absolutely. And you can still do the coaching virtually now, right? Or is it still exclusively virtual? It is both. Oh, both. So, okay. Yeah. So there's there's digital exercises and, and work that you can do that, uh, that that is virtually. And then you can go to you know, CapitalOne.com and be able to, or go into one of our cafes and sign up for a session in person. Awesome. So there's really no excuse to not do it. <laughs> Maybe we should do it again. <laughs> I love that. Well, this has been a great conversation. Anything else you want to leave our audience with aligning your spending with your values, money and life program that Capital One provides or any other benefit? Yeah, well, I mean, we love to connect with the listeners and, and with other consumers. So like we definitely, you know, check out CapitalOne.com and, and our mobile app. And and if you go to CapitalOne.com forward slash local, there's your locations of our different branches and, and cafes if you're if you're interested in getting closer to to one of our coaches. And good coffee and pastries. Yes. And good coffee and pastries for sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Adam, for coming on the show today. We really appreciate all that Capital One does for the podcast and we appreciate your time as well. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Make sure to check out more ways that Capital One can help you achieve financial well-being at CapitalOne.com. That's CapitalOne.com. Thank you, Adam, for a great interview and for Capital One for continuing to sponsor this show for the benefit of the LGBTQ plus community. Thank you to you, our listeners and viewers, for joining us for another podcast episode. Here's your queer money takeaway from this one. 
take Adam's advice. Click the link in your podcast player or the description of this video to learn more about Capital One's free money and life program. You don't need to be a Capital One customer to take it. Then join us this Thursday when we talk about the most affordable LGBTQ plus friendly city to live in our former state of Nevada. <laughs> and next Tuesday, when we talk with journalist Toby Salinger to follow up on Queer Money Podcast episode 386 about how donor advised funds are being used to target the LGBTQ plus community. Thank you and have a great week. If you or someone you know is in or near Denver on Thursday, June 13th, go to QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour to reserve a spot to win amazing swag, including our very popular fried sunglasses, free coffee, and of course, an hour of Queer Money Bingo hosted by yours truly. That's QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour.